Yo, Rich here. This is the Reinforced Running Podcast. Thanks for listening. Today we have Jesse Bruce, who is a Toronto-based pro OCR athlete and gym owner. He drops on to talk about how we need to keep this thing moving. Uh, Jesse, he runs one academy in Ontario, Canada, which is a successful cardio and strength gym that is essentially OCR inspired. And the fitness space is getting hit really hard with COVID-19. Um, but Jesse is full of authentic passion and is very optimistic. And he It's very motivational to, to listen to him and to speak with him. I feel real lucky that we had a chance to connect. Um, and I think we get a lot of value out of this convo as well because we talk about you know really what it's like for the gym owner in the current situation, how doing hard physical things can help prepare you for hard mental things, and uh, a way to effectively balance these home workouts that will make you more fit so definitely a lot of good value here um so before we get to listen drop us a rating and review if you like what we're doing if you don't like what we're doing then just shoot me a message let me know you can say you can say it nice i'll take feedback it's welcome hit me up all right so uh, this is this was a great interview i really enjoyed this dude's the man um i think you'll like it very much here is jesse bruce Jesse Bruce, man. Thanks for joining me today. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Yeah, dude. I'm really excited. I'm excited to get to talking about some community stuff and some motivation behind how to get through these wacky times. But first, we were just talking off off air and you're you're are you from Toronto? You live in Toronto now, right? Yeah. I'm from Toronto and I live in Toronto. I grew up in a, a town about an hour east, but then uh, I moved back or west and then now I'm back in the been back here for about eight nine years and you mentioned you're a sports fan so yeah when i time. was when i was really young i used to be obsessed with baseball and yeah. so much so that like I, I like won this contest it was all about the phillies so i remember exactly where i was in the 93 world series yeah when joe carter <laughs> hit that walk off man that and dinger, it, yeah. it broke my freaking heart <laughs> i was so Sad. I was like, I don't know, seven. <laughs> you know, yeah, and I was just I was so pretty much upset. the same age. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'll remember that too. Is that was one of the one of the happiest days of my life. <laughs> yeah, that's great. I'm happy for you in sports. <laughs> good, good. I'm, I'm happy that happened for you. But yeah, I, I, every time I think of the the Blue Jays, I'm like, man, that the Mitch Mitch Williams wild thing, Joe Carter yeah. just smacking it. So congrats, yeah. c- congrats on that. Yeah, thank you. Hopefully, uh, hopefully you don't uh, resent us too much for that. <laughs> It's been some time. I mean, it, it might heal, but for now. <laughs> um, well, cool, man. Yeah, so definitely, like I said, I want to dive in and, and, and get uh, really figure out your mindset around this whole thing. I know you're, you have a brick-and-mortar business. You have a community of people, and you want to make sure that they're staying motivated. But we have some customary, like, random questions that we open up with. So sure. I would like to ask you a few of them. Are you ready? Sure, of course. So what is your favorite item that you've bought this year? My favorite item that I have bought this year. Well, so I got my, I've been doing, um, I've been getting into some triathlons the past couple of years. So hmm. I bought a tri bike last year. I did a couple half Ironmans, loved it. Um, loved the challenge of, you know, not being good at something and try to work my way up. I'm not, a, wasn't a swimmer. Um, so I bought my bike last year. And then this year I just bought, um, the uh, power meter and then my, my GPS watch that attaches to it. So um, it's been nice to go on rides with that and really kind of just 
you know, see where I'm going, how fast I'm going, which and dwell into the science. So I was just going to ask if you're all like tech nerded out because that's like anybody gets into try or biking, they just are obsessed with the power. Yeah. And these different gadgets and their bikes yeah. and tinker so much. I know it's, it's cool to kind of see and see how it works and come together. And, uh, um, so yeah, it's really awesome. I went for a nice bike ride yesterday and, uh, yeah. So. It's funny. Cause like even from a running background, um, where we both kind of come from in OCR yeah. now, it's almost the opposite of that where on the bike or try, everything is like really precise, but in OCR yeah. it's like, Get your ass on that mountain and just oh, yeah. run as hard as you can, yeah. and like whatever happens, yeah, happens. Yeah, even your like your watch is is useless. One it really is. It tells you how far and how long you've been out there, but you know, no sense looking at your pace. No sense, whatever. It's all a uh, experience and, and feel. Yeah, so it's, I could definitely see how there's two different types of people, yeah. like an OCR person versus a triathlete, and how they would differ. So it's cool you're, you're diving into that world a little bit. Um, yeah, I guess this yeah. this is this, this next question is kind of along the same lines, but. I don't know if it'll be the same answer, but what is your favorite piece of training equipment? My favorite piece of training equipment like that I would train with. Well, I love my platinum rig. <laughs> that's pretty Shout sick. And that, that's Canadian too, right? Yeah, there is a uh, Dom. He's out in Quebec. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just outside of Montreal. So I love my platinum rig. Um, you know, I can't really think of a, a training equipment aside from that that I like doing. Like, I love pushing the sled. I like, uh, you know, I love my sandbag. I love doing lunges, split squats, running up hills with it. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Just like the basic push yourself hard. Yeah. And do, and yeah, do not into a whole lot of fancy stuff. I just grab whatever you can lift, drag, carry, throw. You know, squat with, lunge with, climb, pull yourself up, swing through. And yeah. <laughs> so the sleds, I mean, I've just started playing with those sleds because of the, the like those high rocks events and those DecaFit events that are yeah. going to be coming out. Do you have any interest in those? I mean, you kind of do all the distances, right? Like, I, yeah, I've, I'm, I take pride in kind of being able to do a wide variety of of. Uh, sports and disciplines and events whether it's short sprints or long i love the 3k that ocrwc offers the three and the 15 i love the ultra beasts i love world's toughest mother <laughs> um these uh this uh high rocks and deca fit look like a whole new game but uh if it's one thing that's i can train for at, at my gym at our gym it's that event you know i have all of it i have sleds i got you know 30 feet of turf you can push back and forth I have skiers rowers everything that's what I like about that event it's uh you know it's, it's uh there's no cheating it you know everybody's doing the same thing I'm, I'm looking forward to trying it but it does look like it's gonna be hell <laughs> like a whole lot of time in the pain cave it's uh it's definitely trainable yeah like uh, when I was looking at your facility online it looked perfect and there's yeah. one deca fits coming to Toronto yeah, if, if events heard, are going to happen, but November, it'll be there. Yeah, yeah, sometime sometime in the fall. Yeah, I haven't even looked too much into it. I've I know I know I've um, we've looked at the High Rocks one a lot, um, but I think the Decafit is pretty much it's not much different. Day, eh? same thing. It's a little. It, it's not as intimidating when it comes to like the the heavy pushes and pulls. It's on this like tank sled it's a sled that has wheels and it's like friction based oh, okay oh yeah, yeah, yeah i seen that 
so that's what it is. So it's a little bit, and it's a little bit short of a run. But yeah, man, that'll be cool. That'll be, that'll, oh, that'll I hope be, longer the run is the better. <laughs> I like that it's 8K in, in High Rocks. I think that's really cool. Yeah, yeah. Because you keep I, pushing it. That's the only way to catch up to some of these big guys. I know. We should make like a 25K. Just have it all day yeah. long. Oh, High yeah. Rocks event. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you said you, you know, you, you're have a lot of skill and wide range in obstacle course racing. You've seen success in all of those distances, but if you were to compete in one sport that was in the Olympics, that was not an endurance event, what would it be? One sport in the Olympics that is not an endurance event. Winter or summer? Uh, <laughs> both. You know, I love the new boxing. Boxing would be fun. nice. That'd be, that's a good one. Yeah. I was really in a, you know, fighting and, uh, you know, did Muay Thai growing up when I was older. Mm. And, uh, yeah. So it'd be cool. I feel like I'd be a good boxer. And they don't have, or do, what, what do they have in um, the Olympics that is a martial art? I think, well, don't, they have boxing, don't they? They definitely have boxing. They definitely have boxing. Yeah, boxing. Have I think they have a uh, judo and taekwondo also. I think, yeah, I think so. I think you're right. Cool. That'd be sweet. Yeah. <laughs> um, so my girlfriend and I, Amy, we just got a puppy and it's awesome. No and uh, so in your opinion, what's the best part about having a dog? Well, honestly, my, my dog is life changing. My dog like really helped change my life. Like for real, he's a, I don't know. He's such a good dog. He's always, he's always happy to, to see you. You know what I mean? When, uh, no matter what, uh, you know, when I come home, it's been a, you know, things might've not had a, went so well that day, or it's been a tough week or like situations like right now where it's really, you know, really stressful. It's really, you know, can be deflating and uh, mm. whatever. But uh, you know, your dog, your dog. You come home and your dog's just always so happy to see you. You know what I mean? Like no matter what, your dog loves you no matter what. You right. can get mad at him, and then you know, ten minutes later, he still you know <laughs> wants to hang out with you. And uh, uh, honestly, like yeah, he, uh, I grew up with a Shih Tzu, so oh, I nice. always wanted to get another one. And uh, the opportunity came up, and uh, one came up. And I got it. And, uh, you know, it just gives you that whole, you know, fills a whole void that might have been, may have been missing. So, uh, yeah. And I'm especially grateful I got him now. Otherwise, I'd be sitting in here all by myself. He's, uh, he's, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't have a girlfriend or brothers and close or whatever. So just he's a good friend to always have. Roommate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Judgment free. No matter what. Yeah. Your dog's got your back. Yeah. And it is a good time to have, like, we didn't, obviously didn't plan on getting a puppy. We just got it like two weeks ago. So. Oh, really? What kind of dog? Uh, mini Dachshund. Oh, I know it. So he's super small. <laughs> uh, and it's, Shih Tzu is a, a good dog. My family had a Shih Tzu poodle mix and it was the best. Yeah. It was the coolest dog. Oh yeah. Everybody loves him. He grew up pretty much at the gym also. So he's like very people friendly. Uh, yeah, he's a funny dog. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward. I mean, he's in the puppy phase right now, so he's biting everything, you know? Oh, yeah. So I'm falling up. Your and teeth like, are sharp, too. They're freaking so sharp. Sharp. <laughs> so sharp. And like the dachshunds, they were bred to hunt and hunt like rodents. And where like the dogs I've had in the past, they were like more like retriever types or water dogs that were supposed to like retrieve an animal and bring it back. So they had like a soft bite because they don't want it to yeah. rough up what, what was shot. But this dog, 
is meant to kill stuff. And, <laughs> and it's, it's so small, but it's bite is really way stronger than I was expecting. And it freaking hurts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, well, cool, man. Made it through. So I uh, appreciate you answering those questions. So just tell, tell me, tell the listeners a little bit more about who you are and how you're involved with OCR. <clears throat> Uh, okay, my name is Jesse Bruce. I'm from Toronto. I'm uh, one of the co-founders and programming director for One Academy. So we're a 10,000 square foot training facility. We call ourselves the Strength and Cardio Gym in uh, Leslieville, Toronto. Uh, yeah, I've been uh, participating in obstacle course races probably seven or eight years. I did my first one um, years ago. It was a uh, it was uh, Warrior Dash was my first one, probably like eight years ago. I feel so, like that's like everyone's first one. Yeah. Warrior Dash. And- well, it, it was awesome. I loved it. I was like, well, this is so cool. Like for me, I was just finishing school at the same time. And uh, I did kinesiology and then I took business because I knew I wanted to start my own business and not knowing what. And I went and I did Warrior Dash. And it was like, it was back in the day when it was huge and obstacle course racing was on the rise. And, I think there was 15,000 people there over the weekend and it was rammed. Like it was the, you know, parking elsewhere and taking the bus in and, you know, going and it was packed and uh, it was so cool just seeing men, women, young, old, you know, some people were there to race and and get a result and win. Some people were there together just having fun and uh, people running up and down this mountain and some working hard and a lot of people having fun. I was like, frig, like, this is it. I'm going to, I'm going to start a business. I'm going to train people for these events. And, uh, I ended up winning that event, which, you know, not like a huge deal of warrior tashes. Still know. nice to win. Win's a win. Yeah. Yeah. I was pretty pumped up about, about it. At the yeah. time. And yeah. then, uh, we did, uh, next we did tough mutter. And then the following year I did my first Spartan race mm. and I was like, okay, this is, this is awesome. You know, you get a little more, competitive you get a little more like it's a little more intense the obstacles mm-hmm. are a little harder you know and uh uh yeah that's how i got in and since then uh you know i became a member i was uh right away a member of canada's spartan pro team mm-hmm. and for years and then you know the past few years been on this global spartan pro team i love ocrwc i've been at I've been at and participated in every single event at every single OCRWC or NORAM since uh, the first one in Cincinnati, Ohio. So I've been over to Blue Mountain was great because it was in uh, not far from Toronto, obviously. Been in, uh, went out to London the last two years. Was at uh, Mount Stratton. We'll be there again this year, hopefully in October. I think the world, what we need is a good OCRWC weekend. So, um, yeah, I've been awesome. Done everything from world's toughest mutters to OCRWC short course 3K to Spartan Ultra Beast to been to Tahoe team events. Pretty much everything. I loved it. I love what it represents. I love the community. I love the people, the racers, the fellow athletes. Everything. The events they put together. It's it's uh, you know it's a uh, it's amazing. I love the impact it has on people's lives who take it. It's or have done one. It's a uh, it's amazing. It's really cool that you found it that first time and instantly like that light bulb went off. It's like, okay, yeah. I, I feel like there is – I love this sport. I love what's going on, and I want to help the people who are yeah. going to get involved in it like right from the jump. So is One Academy um, 
that, so is, is it fair to say that, that was OCR inspired? Uh, yeah. So one Academy is actually, so after that warrior dash, um, I went and I, I bought a van. Basically I bought a van. Um, I filled it with every single kind of equipment you can think of from <laughs> traditional stuff, battle ropes and kettlebells to, you know, I was going and stealing rocks from the forest and logs <laughs> and cinder blocks and tires and bought sledgehammers and just everything. And I, I bought park permits and I set up these park, uh, like boot camp slash obstacle course racing um, courses at all these parks in around Toronto. And I set up these events and that turned into my first gym that was an obstacle course racing gym. Hmm. Um, and then from there, I went to something bigger and better. Uh, with one academy so we call ourselves a strength and cardio gym i didn't want to you know you don't want to um you know pigeon foot yourself or whatever that saying is to yourself yeah. into just obstacle course racing because then a lot of people will see it and they go oh i don't do obstacle course races and they don't come so uh we are a strength and cardio gym we have everybody from obstacle course racers to runners to marathon runners to you know i have nhl players who come and work out basketball volleyball so everything and we find that you know, it's cool because they come in and since it is obstacle inspired, you know, we're going with these massive crowds of people and we're going and doing obstacle course races. We go and do Spartan together every year. So now, you know, we get these people and, uh, you know, they come and, and uh, get to experience obstacle course racing who might not have in the first place. So, yeah. And, and that's smart not to have it as an OCR gym or a Ninja Warrior gym yeah. because the idea is to help people and better their fitness and you can train yeah. specifically for an OCR event and not run one and still yeah. see tremendous benefit in your health and fitness. Yeah, that's right? it. I love um, the, uh, I love the, the training around it. Like it's such a good way for anybody to come and, uh, you know, get strong, lose, lose, uh, yeah, it's a fun way to do cardio where people might not want to or yeah. have things switched up. And, and right now, I mean, obviously everyone's in this kind of same boat. Um, you know, Toronto is basically the United States, right? Like a huge, yeah. uh, baby, huge, baby huge city. <laughs> and it's, it's still close, right? Yeah. It's, it's right there. Um, and here, you know, we're, we're really practicing the social distancing or shelter in place and every state and county has kind of a different approach. And, you know, where I am, everything's closed and there are some places that are open, you know, like you want to take, get some takeout grocery stores, obviously, but gyms are closed, right? Like that yeah. is, that seemed non-essential. And, and so those, those are definitely closed. So just give us an idea of what is, what it's like right now in Toronto in particular. Yeah. Well, we got, we have pretty much the same closures. It sounds like as you have. Um, gyms are closed. The only thing that are open are grocery stores, you know, your, uh, pharmacy places. Yeah. It's, mm -hmm. it's funny that you can still get takeout in McDonald's or whatever. I guess that's deemed essential. Yeah. Um, but all of those places are still open. Um, so it's, it, and we're really encouraged to stay inside. So uh, for the most part, people are, except for a small percentage of the population that, you know, uh, don't seem to uh, think the rules should apply to them. But uh, um, for the most part, I, I find it pretty good. Like we're uh, they're out there. You know, at all the busy parks. You know, that their police police are out there ticketing people. So we're really strongly encouraged to stay inside. But yeah, gyms are closed. I've been running our classes 
uh, virtually. So that's uh, been all right. But uh, it's tough. It's, it's very eerie. It's, it's weird. You know, even going, you can still go out and exercise. You can go out and run. You just stay away from people. Like, you know, when this first happened and it was, it was kind of, you know, everybody was seen to be on this mission together. So when you were still out running, whatever, and people were, I found it extra, people were extra friendly. But hmm. now I find it so eerie because you're out there and it's like, you know, people are afraid to even look at each other right now. Like, it's just weird. So it's like, it's, it's just weird and, and crazy. But, uh, you know, I'm encouraged by, I keep my head up by thinking that, you know, when this is over, you know, it's, it's going to be, it's, it, you know, this event, you know, is like my dad will say, it's, this is the first time it's happened in his life. And I think, you know, it can be a, a world changing event. I think the world and people in our countries and everybody will really like come together after this. And like, it'll be a, you know, a kid, uh, you know, turn around. Everybody could be, you know, an empowering thing when we, when we get through this on the other side. And that's something I think about a lot and it's hard to put any idea of what it's going to be like when it's over, just as a matter of how it's going to change your day to day life, how it's going to change your attitude. Like if it is going to, like you said, like, even a couple of weeks ago, it was almost unifying. And now it, it isn't because I feel no. the same way. Even on my own runs, I'm wearing like, like a buff over my face. Like yeah. I don't know if it's doing anything, but it's just like a signal to show. It's like, Hey, we're all out here, but it's still like, yeah, everyone's looking at each other. It's like, I don't know who you are. I don't know who you've been around. Yeah. So, and, and, and when that, these bands start to be lifted, like, will we still be hesitant or how will that, that gradually yeah. come back? I think for a little bit, it's going to be really weird, but then it'll, Hopefully, but who knows? That's just got to go away. I know. <laughs> exactly. So how is everybody feeling like within your, your community? Are you, are you still, I know you're, how are the online classes so far? Uh, you know what? The online classes have been surprisingly like really, really good. I was really worried about them and the trainers were worried about them. We were like, frig, like, you know, I feel like, you know, 80s aerobics instructors on the TV, but then, uh, it's been, it was so, I don't know, just the support we've got from our own community. You know what I mean? Like there was, you know, we have over 400 like active month to month, you know, members in about, wow. if you include like class packs, there's about over 900 people that come to our gym regularly. So first we went from, we were running classes for free for the first week and a bit uh, Facebook Live, and then just see everybody come and taking them and messaging and being appreciative and, and whatnot. And then, but then it did come to the point where, like, okay, we have to bring in revenue or we're not going to have a gym to come back to when this is over. And even before that, like the amount of members that messaged us saying, guys, we know, I want you to keep you know, keep my membership going, you know, keep charging me month to month and, and whatnot. So it was cool. And then just to start the, uh, so we got the, some good equipment, cameras and stuff, and we have a nice setup at the gym and only one trainers to be there at a time. And we go and it, it's, it's so cool to just see so many people still taking the classes. And it's like, I've been getting fired up. I almost enjoy teaching it more because you're in front of this camera you know, and you got 50 people on the screen in front of you, everybody's in their own living rooms by themselves, but like you're still together. And as a trainer, I'm like, okay, I gotta, 
you know, I got to feed this camera energy so that they can literally feel me on the other side in their living rooms. And I literally feel these people and everybody's still high-fiving and chatting and they're they're hanging out for coffee on the mics on the after. No way. And uh, it's just, it's actually incredible. And like, it sends, you know, it gives me chills and like it almost, you know, a few times, like I got to take a few breaths before I, you know, tears start streaming down my face. But <laughs> it's just, it's just so cool to see everybody come together and rally together in such a dark time and uh, stand up. And, uh, you know, like we say, like, this, you know, we're on this mission together. It's, it's a dark time. And, you know, all we can do is, you know, stand up, encourage each other, fight and, and keep getting through it together. So it's been really inspiring and empowering and, and amazing, to be honest with you. And that's something just well looking at the 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 language that you guys use on like your website and your social media is very much community oriented. It's like yeah. it's bigger than fitness. We are stronger as one. A lot of this these type of things that you guys are are preaching. So do you feel like that you have to kind of go above and beyond to really have people remember why we're doing this as you're coaching? Yeah. Or or do you feel like it's ingrained enough in the community that they're like okay cool jesse's here i'm here let's do it yeah i think i think it is engraved in the community like uh you know like nobody's doing those workouts because they feel like they they should or need to support or they have to like people want to be there like they want to support this gym they want to keep the community going and strong and everybody's just like such an important part of it um and for me, like, you know, some of the coolest things I've I've seen is, uh, you know, there's a lot of people that are more introverted, more quiet, that come to the gym. And, uh, you know, I know them and I say hi and I, I learn their names and we all know each other and they're part of the community. But it, you don't realize how much of an impact the gym and the community has made on their life until, you know, they tell you and they're like, this gym, I want to support it. It's It's changed my life. Um, and I'm, I'm sitting there on the other side, like, whoa, like, you know, you come in and you barely even talk to anybody, <laughs> you know, I so, thought it was just a workout. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like, it's just so cool. But, uh, yeah, I think, and I have people that have been training with me and, and were, you know, six, seven, eight years. So they know it and it bleeds through a lot of people and they share it. And like, so it's really, it's easy. So, uh, like you said, you have a really big reach. Even just the regular members, like 400 members at a gym like you guys run, is a lot, and that's a, like a big operation for sure. So, I'm sure you have some people that might be sh- struggling with this. Have, have yeah. you had to have conversations, or what kind of things are you doing to help the people where they might not just be like, "I'm showing up no matter what. I'm here. Like, let's do it." When they might actually want that physical space, like it's their third space. It's where they need to go to get yeah. in the mode we don't have that anymore like how are you helping people with that well yeah i don't know i i guess we're not <laughs> really <laughs> like uh you know people gotta you know we have our community we have our facebook groups and communities so it's constantly trying to send encouraging messages in there and at, at our you know and but at the end of the day like it's people's you know you got to take the jump and, and go and uh, try it and uh, you know, make the effort to to to, to jump in and uh, make the best of it. Of it, really, um, it's hard to like. You know, you can't. It's hard to uh, 
I don't know. It's hard to go find everybody who's who's uh, you know struggling or whatever. Like we're all I can say is that, and I tell everybody like we're we're always gonna be here, right? We're not going anywhere. We're always gonna be here. We're always gonna be fighting. So if you're in a rut, you know that's fine. Being a rut, we'll be right here when you get out of it. Um, you know, everybody else is still at home. We're still doing stuff to try to keep the community alive. We're coming back with our Facebook live events. Um, for people that have been hit by the actual, you know, economical component of this and like lost jobs and lost businesses, which there has, it's been really cool to see some people who haven't, um, you know, we've had people donate money so that other people can come work out. Um, so it's just, just trying to do whatever we can to, to get people back in the classes. And then also at the same time, like, like, uh, you know, we'll be here when this is all over. And if, you know, if you've been at home the whole time, we're still, you know, when this is over and you're back to the gym and you need the gym, like it's still your gym and you're still a part of this community and, and, and valued. And uh, so. I love that idea of donating a membership that like helps. Yeah, everybody. we had so many people. I haven't even, I haven't heard that. Like I haven't even seen that being encouraged. Oh, yeah. Do you think that that would be something that Jim's need? And I guess it's a matter well, of yeah. how. I had one guy, I had a friend of mine who comes to the gym be like, Hey, I want to support, I can support, you know, three or four people for the next few months. I want to do that. How can I Whoa. do that? My dad and my brother called my neighbor growing up said, Hey, I want to donate money. i like, I had friends from obstacle course racing community saying because they know our gym is is such a has been an important part of people's lives and some people got hit by this hard and then uh, we also have uh, you know some people can't afford a membership we've been working with some people to see what they what they can do and uh, um, you know so yeah and that's that's cool because I feel like a lot of people do want to help yeah you know? and and if it's not just straight up donating money to keep the lights on if it would be able to donate these memberships to help yeah. a person who wants to keep who may have lost their job who is yeah. hurting because the economy and helping you guys because again it just keeps that reach going well yeah that's what it is too um and so during during the classes what's been hard on your end like do you feel like from an energy standpoint, do you feel like you need to bring it more or is there? You definitely, it's nonstop. So when you're teaching a class on, you know, virtually you're, and that's what I tell the trainers. I'm like, it's bam, 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 bam. Start to the end. You're encouraging, you're cueing. You got the music pumping. I'm like, I don't care if you're dancing or singing or whatever, (laughs) you're doing something. We have a pretty sweet setup where, um, we use a fit grid and zoom. So actually, and then we have the big screen behind the camera. So I actually have a huge, you know, 60 inch TV behind the camera. So I can be, you know, eight, 10 feet away from the camera, um, going through the warm up with them, demoing exercises and see every single person. Well, uh, 30 people at a time, you have to scroll over for the next screen, but I can see everybody you know, doing their, their movements and I can cue people and I can call out people's names and I can, it's, so it's pretty good. So there's always something you can be doing. And for me, I like in a lot of ways, I almost enjoy it more 
Like it's uh, it's it's really fun. We have the mic that goes right into the computer. The music goes right into the computer, so it's pumping out on the other side. And you know, music is big for us, and uh, so we always have like sick tunes playing that people are jamming on the other side. And it's it's actually a really good buzz, and they can all see each other too in this system. So it's literally, and people will say it. They're like, we still feel like we're right there at the gym. So. Um. Yeah, but yeah, you got to be on. You got to pick it up. It's hype, hype, hype. Because I guess when you're coaching a regular like group fitness class like that, you don't need to be screaming because you can be like next to somebody yeah. and providing value, and you can yeah. still be coaching without just essentially yeah cheering. That's what but we do. in our normal right. classes, we have a full class in there, and you know we're walking around and we're we're monitoring people and we're cueing people, we're fixing people's form, and you know some classes are conditioning classes where yeah you want to be a little more you know, yelling a lot more, but, uh, uh, yeah, these ones are. So what have you found makes an effective workout online? Cause there's limitations, right? Like they're yeah. not, not everybody has the same stuff. Yeah. Probably well, nobody has equipment. So what have you yeah. found are some of the things that have really helped? Well, um, you know, it's funny because I thought we were going to struggle and I thought it was going to be difficult, but you can, like, we still make very, effective classes like they're they're well-rounded we're thinking about every you know movement you know we're thinking about balancing our upper lower left side right side front back you know Mm -hmm. knee dominant hip dominant upper push upper pull um we're thinking about everything it's uh it can be tricky um but you know everybody has some type of stool to get an elevated box or an elevated whatever everybody can make you know, fill a knapsack up with weights, a pillowcase up with weights, or has kettlebells and stuff already at home. Everybody can get, you know, two light things that are the same weight. And uh, you can make, so normally, so with this, you know, we typically go higher rep, body weight, lighter stuff, less rest, you know, longer rounds even. You know, you are going to lose some, you know, overall max strength for sure. Yeah. But you're benefiting, you're gaining conditioning, you know, you're, 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 you know, you're really creating a great, you know, when you do it in a certain way and manipulate all the, the variables, you can really create, you know, uh, trigger that fat loss and uh, really, you know, make the most of it right now. I think some of the hardest things you could, it's hard to, you know, balance front back, especially for your upper body. And uh, so we're, it's constantly, you know, doing, uh, you know, the rotator cuff movements, mm. movements that stabilize the shoulder in your warm-ups, in the workout, your little it's a little less variety. So, you know, there's about three or four moves that are, are I'm always doing in the classes. You got to really, you know, because if you're always in that front doing push-ups and burpees and planks and whatnot, you're, you know, you're just gonna you're gonna end up rounded and you're gonna end up, you know, um, you know, immobile and uh, really getting the front of that body strong when you want to really pull it back. So balancing the programs is tricky to keep it interesting, but it's, it's doable. And uh, yeah, yeah. What are some of those moves that you, you, you're doing? Like you mentioned the road, road cause I find that's yeah, a, like the I same love, challenge. Yeah. Like yeah, everything's like, pushups. Everything's. Yeah. Even something is my favorite one is a uh, bent over Y raise. So you're hinged forward you mm. do a row, you externally rotate so the thumbs are up and keeping the arms back, 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 you extend them up over your head, keeping them high. 
back, same thing. So those are done. Those can be done in the warm up without any equipment. They can be done in the class. And I tell you, like, you know, you do three or four sets of those and, you know, it fries your back. I got a one. Without today. weights. That's hard without yeah. weights. Oh, yeah, it is. So good for you. Um, today I, we did a, a full shoulder rotation from the Superman position. So you're in a uh, line prone on the ground in the Superman position with the arms overhead mm-hmm. and keeping the arm. The trick is keeping your arms up high above your ears and you're going all the way back and they end up behind your back below you. And you're just going back and forth like this in that super Superman position. So mm. again, just working those muscles back there. You can make, you know, last week we made a makeshift, uh, you know, horizontal pull-up bar for people to make at home. If not, you can oh, use cool. something. Something you can do one-arm rows with. Uh, what'd you do for the? What'd you do for the horizontal? Well, pull-up? I'm lucky because I'm. I have these sweet uh, bar stools at my house that are actually concave, so I put a shovel in between them, uh, and uh, you can bang them out <laughs> at the gym. We use the 30-inch boxes and a broom. Um, yeah, people at home I see are using uh, chairs. Um, yeah, I've seen some people using tables, like kind of doing a supinated grip and pulling and pulling. Yeah, the chest up. yeah. Like, that's a good way to do it because it is like the the pulling is gonna be hard. As yeah. then the work work your back is gonna be a, yeah, a struggle. It's it's hard, and then I find like you know you might not be able to get like a stuff for vertical pull in your living room, but yeah, you know you can go outside and find a tree or something and get that you know vertical pull strength. It's hard to get the vertical pull strength. Um, and then I'll go down to, if you do everything with single, a lot of stuff with, we did a lot more single leg work, mm. uh, single limb work. Cause then again, you have to use less weight, right? You can, you can do a rear foot elevated split squat with a lot less weight than it would need to do a back squat. Obviously. Yeah. Right? Same deal. You do those. No weight. They'll light yeah. you up. Yeah, exactly. Oh yeah. And then like so many things you can do adding pauses in your reps, adding quarter reps, slowing down the lowering phase, like there's tons of things you can do to, to add variety to your workouts and make them effect, effective and offer a full, you know, body complete workout. And we do still, we still, we do still, you know, it's still a properly structured periodized program. We're still, mm. you know, making it more challenging. We put them together in four week blocks before we switch it up again. So uh, yeah, we're still doing what we normally do is just less weight, and not at the gym. So, yeah. And you kind of have to, especially when you want it to be a proper workout, right? I feel like a lot of these at home workouts are just to get a sweat in, just to keep people sane. Yeah. But like, if you want to do a proper thing and you, and you've, and again, you have a community that, that expects a certain way or of, of kind of, you know, you have progressed them into a certain level of fitness, you kind of have to keep that rolling. So I'm glad that you guys aren't just trying to yeah. throw anything at the wall. And then, well, yeah. And One time um, we're gonna, this is going to be over. You don't want to be coming out of this thing, you know, more wrecked than where you were when you went in. I know you want to be so, ready to go when you guys, I mean, obviously one thing that is very OCR specific is grip strength. Do you guys yeah. do grip strength stuff during uh, like when you guys are, open or have you done grip strength stuff yeah have you you guys done much grip for like at home uh honestly we haven't done a whole lot of grip for at home for these workouts at home um again we're just trying to keep people strong and conditioned totally totally um i find it a little yeah it is a little harder i was going to introduce I have a I have a sequence of movements I call the Grippler Crippler. <laughs> <laughs> 
So yeah, it can be done with light, light weights or light cans. Um, but yeah, I, I do find it, you know, right now it's about keeping people conditioned and strong and, and, and engaged. Like, yeah. No, engaged, start, that's a big if you thing. start doing forearm curls and an online, yeah. like over and be like, yeah. what are we doing here? That's a perfect word is engaged. Cause it can, you don't want it to get boring. That's for sure. Yeah. I've kind of been working around that. Good. Same deal. If you don't have a pull up bar in like your apartment, like what are you supposed to do? I, and like, if you need a specific piece of equipment, like I have one of those like iron grip deals and I mean, just trying to do whatever yeah. you can. I can see it being hard, like in a in a group setting for sure. Um, so on, again, on your site, I was I was looking and, and noticed one like your mantra um, that you had, and I don't even know if you know what what it was on there, but it's just like the harder the struggle, um, the more it changes us, and the stronger we'll be at the finish line. Like, are these are these things that you are reminding yourself during during this time when when it's time to show up and do these classes or have you been a hard, have it, has it been harder to keep that kind of mindset during this it uh it honestly it it has been uh there's days where it's it's obviously for everybody like that it's really freaking hard and re- really deflating and like everything's changing every day and you know you're, you don't even know what's happening tomorrow and the, the gym is, you know, your, your gym, your dream, what you've been working for for three, four years, or not even that. Like, that's just this been working for for 10, 15 years, like that was going well. And now you don't know, not sure of its future. And, you know, people are out there struggling. You're hearing different things. It's, it's hard to keep going, but again, you just gotta, you just gotta keep, pick your freaking head up and, and, uh, keep smiling. And, uh, you know, be strong and stand tall. And like, like for me, I got to, you know, there's people, I feel like there's people counting on me to be strong through this. So I know like for me, I got to show up at the gym every day, no matter what, how I feel for the class and smile and, and yell out people's names and encouragement and put smiles on people's faces and let them know that, that we're still here and that we're still going to fight and we're still with them and that we're in this together and uh you know just holding on to that belief that uh you know there there is a finish line to this and when we get there it'll be better than it was before you know, after the awkward phase <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah at some point and are you delivering the same message like during these courses like yeah every like- single day every single class especially and i have a class i teach on saturday um it's called everest so every saturday morning and this goes back to when i first you know opened my first gym um saturday morning has always been the epic class uh this the probably the one that's most ocr specific and uh you know it's 90 minutes to two hours starts with a crazy circuit and then finishes with an insane finisher normally it's um outside is where it's traditionally so uh, you know, it would be, you know, everywhere, anywhere from five to eight kilometer kind of mock obstacle courses. So people, I'm living in an area where people, you can run up to a mile and back. So basically, you know, run movement, run movement, run movement, or, or like there's so many different ones. So, and it always starts with a, we take the warm up and uh, up an extra notch. And I always have epic speech time so i get some epic um inspirational music in the background and 
Uh, normally I have like a topic in my head and I get that music playing and just, you know, friggin' whatever starts coming out of my mouth, starts coming out of my mouth. <laughs> it's, it's all the same message. It's all, you know, and lately it's been, yeah, like lately the message has been like, this is, this is it. This is life. This, you know, no matter how dark it gets, like we're on this mission together and you got to stay strong and, and keep pushing forward and keep fighting and never stop. And, uh, you know, believe that when we get to the other side, we'll be, we'll be stronger together, better, stronger because of it more, more together. And these Everest workouts that you call them. Yeah. Right. Like they're all about essentially just struggle, making it yeah. terrible. And then you well, know, having, it. having something that like, we're doing this for a reason. And like, you know, now we just have, we, we chose that before. Yeah. And that was just something that we essentially have been practicing for by, making yeah. ourselves struggle for a long time so well, that's, that's the whole um that's the whole idea about our, our culture our community our gym it's a we want we're not just here to get people physically strong you know it's not just about the ways that's why our, our main uh saying is it's bigger than fitness it's more mm-hmm. than the training we're trying to get yeah we're trying to get people physically strong and conditioned and fit you know to, to touch that physical component but uh you know, through the community and building long-lasting relationships, um, you know, with like-minded people and, and friends, you're getting that, you know, that emotional strength. And then um, I really want, for me, I, I, I lived a dark life before. I struggled a lot in the past. And crossing the finish line of something I trained hard for and worked hard for, you know, it changes you. It makes you stand a little taller, you know, doing that with people who genuinely care about you, you know, changes you even more training for these things to get physically stronger, you know, changes you, you know, even more being accepted by these people and, uh, uh, you know, changes you, changes you even more. Like that's what, that's what it's all. That's what our gym's all about. It's that, that all around encompassing strength, right? Is that personal, you know, everything, right. It's more than the, the training. And yeah, you're preparing them for the physical part. And that's great. They're going to look good, but you have yeah. essentially been training them for some sort of long-term mental yeah. struggle. Well, that's um, it. I remember growing up, I was a skinny, scrawny, weak kid, you know, no confidence, no nothing. I started training. My body changed. I looked good. I was ripped. I was jacked. I was getting stronger and it did give me some confidence, but there was you know, I still wasn't happy. I was still missing so much stuff. I was miserable still. So it's mm. like there's – it's not just the physical training, right? But, and at least it, it's something that you could work toward to find yeah. out. Like, well, maybe yeah. if I'm maybe if I'm jacked, that will help. And you get jacked and you're like, didn't help. What yeah. else? You know, so there's yeah. always ways to explore that. Um do you think back upon those times that you mentioned, like some darker times growing up? Do you, do you think of those now? with these kind of like dark times that again are are kind of outside of your control. Uh, Have you been like paralleling these two times or or is it it something completely different? Yeah, I always do. I'm always, that's one of my mantras. I've always like, you've already been to hell. This is a whatever. It's just one more time there. And then for me, this is different because it's like, it's less about, you know, like no matter how crappy it is right now, you know, someone is, you know, dying alone in a hospital bed somewhere with their wife or husband or kids or whatever, not 
able to see them or hold their hand or be there when it when they die. So no matter how no matter how dark this this gets and how crappy it seems and whatever happens with money or whatever, like you know, it's it's uh, devastating a lot of a lot of people and, and uh, so that's what you know. Everything else kind of is like whatever when it, when I think about these people, these poor people and dying in the hospital alone. Yeah, like the perspective of things. Cause ultimately that, that like, and it's so easy to just get tied up into yeah. our own, our own days. Like, man, I hope, I hope paychecks gonna come in. I hope everybody else is cool. I hope everybody else has a paycheck so I can have a paycheck. But really what this whole thing boils down to is what you just mentioned, man. And just yeah. like, the, yeah, the struggle awful. that uh, awful that people can't eat, prepare for in any way. You know, there's yeah. no, it's unprecedented for that. Yeah. Um, so how has, how has this affected your own training? Are you still trying to get after it? Uh, well, to be honest with you, um, yeah, my own trade has been going pretty decent. (laughs) Like, uh, you know, my life right now is work and training really. So, um, I've still been keeping my, my running up at social distance measures. Of course I moved, I just moved, uh, to Scarborough, which it's still basically Toronto, but a little more East so I can hop on my bike and I, you know, I can bike for 20 minutes and I can get out in the country. So I did a, you know, I did a virtual Ironman challenge this weekend. Uh, yeah, my, my running is going okay. I'm still, when I go to the gym, I can get a bit of a workout in. I've been doing the, the virtual classes myself at my own place. And uh, I don't know, I find myself stronger, <laughs> to be honest with you. <laughs> it's like more time to train. Yeah, no one's yeah. interrupting you. <laughs> and like... Yeah, I've been. Uh, I really actually enjoy these body weight workouts and that lightweight high rep. Like I feel, yeah, you know, honestly, I, I think just the change in training is just, uh, you know, just you know, adding a different component that made me feel better. Yeah, are you just kind of rolling with it and just doing different type of activities and different volume, or and just doing it just for mental sake and your physical sake, or are you? Do you have anything planned out? Like, what do you? Well, I'm you- really hoping for. I'm kind of. I'm kind of hoping for OCRWC in October, and uh, I'm signed up for a full Ironman in August. So, um, who knows? Oh yeah, I'm I don't hoping- know. Where, where's the Ironman? The Ironman is in Quebec. Oh, cool. So Quebec is getting hit the worst in Canada. Um. Huh. And then OCRWC, October, Vermont. I don't know. Who knows? It's not looking good, especially for a community event to come back together. But maybe it'll get better in the summertime. And, uh, like, at the end of the day, eventually people got to – you got to – you know, people got to get out there and do something. Got to do something, right? So are you you training with the intent that they're going to happen or are you training – Yeah, basically – so I'm, just, ba- I'm training for the intent that they're going to happen. So right now I'm, I'm kind of actually focused on the the Ironman. For one, I, I have an indoor trainer and it's easy to just bike and run. I can't mm-hmm. swim and swimming is the thing I really need to work on because I, I suck <laughs> at swimming, which is what kind of drew me to the sport because I, you know, I'm such an awful swimmer that uh, it's going to be fun kind of working my way up. But um, And then OCRWC, yeah, again, uh, 
it's hard because you can't really go to the mountains or anything. Not that we really have any in Toronto, but, uh, you know, all the parks are closed. You can't really go to Blue Mountain or you don't really want to leave that much. So, yeah. um, but again, I find if I can get a good base, keep going, a nice base, uh, run the Ironman in August, hopefully. And then, uh, I'll have a good, uh, two months to train for OCRWC and then whatever, whatever Spartans are still going to be around. Cause that's the thing with an Ironman because the volume is so intense that you can't just like leave it up to chance. So you have to prepare no. for that. Oh, you don't want to be, you don't want to be not ready for that marathon after a 180 kilometer bike ride. And if you're doing that type of volume, like the OCR stuff's going to be fine. <laughs> yeah. Know? I figure that's what it is. I'll have a nice base. And then for two months I can just, you know, get on the, get on the mountains, get on the trails, focus on grip strength and be good. Yeah, exactly. Because it is a it is a fitness test. Yeah. Um, now, I think I read an article somewhere that you joined a, your collegiate cross country team when you were twenty nine. Is that yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. That's yeah, how I, I started. I was I, like, I wasn't. Uh, I was just a guy that, like before, I just lifted weights for aesthetics and uh, not even really fitness. I was, and I was still smoking cigarettes and partying and drinking beer. <laughs> just getting drinking jacked. like a fish and. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It was, uh, I went from, I went back to school for call to college to be a personal trainer at 27. Um, I did well. I was able to bridge over to university at 29. I ended up back in uh, Toronto and, uh, university of Guelph Humber and they had a cross country team. I was tied into Humber college and, uh, this kid in my class was on it and I was like, okay, frig, I'll try out for that. And, went there and a few of the kids thought I was the coach and uh, <laughs> I was like, no man, I'm here to try out. I barely made that team. Cause I was like, again, I was a guy that just liked to lift a lot of weights and you go and I got annihilated. at <laughs> The first meet we went, uh, it was at university of Guelph and Guelph is like one of the top cross country. They're good. Yeah. yeah. They compete all over. Yeah. So we go to their meet. I think I came in, <laughs> I think I might've come in like fourth last place or something. <laughs> like, yeah. Cause you can't, bad. In a race, like in a cross country race, like sometimes you hear those stories in OCR. People come out and they just do well that first time. Not in a cross country race. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> no. Oh, no. It was funny. And I think the only reason I made the team was I think the three people behind me were also on the team. <laughs> on my team trying to try out. So I think I was like the last cutter. You still too. scored. You're like, yeah, you're like oh, the yeah, it, was, it was cool, though. Because I got signet that first season. You know, I got significantly faster, obviously, because I started training like a runner. But I remember it was bad. I was probably only running like 50, 60 kilometers a week. And uh, still, just like I could barely walk. I was going to be, I was just a wreck because I was, uh, oh, man, I thought. But it was cool. That's what kind of got me. That was a big part of my life and uh, created my gym because being on. And uh, fun fact, Lindsay Webster was on that team. No way. <laughs> yeah. So that's when I first met her. Um and she obviously crushed it that year. I think she's on Team Canada, whatever. But uh, it was fun because I got the rookie of the year that year, and she got the MVP. So I have a picture from from That's way back so when cool. of me and, me and her. So she's been a good friend of mine ever since. And I met Ryan, obviously, through her. But anyway, um, 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 where were we, what were we talking about? So we, oh, I yeah, just brought that up. Being a part of that yeah. team. Being a part of that team and, like, making friends with all those people and, uh, you know, what I thought was crazy hard at the time was running these eight kilometer races at just, you know, freaking hellish pace. And, uh, you know, for me at the time that was hard, but it was something, you know, felt good when you crossed that finish line, doing it with your, with your brothers and sisters. And then, uh, 
seeing results. Like I think I shaved like four minutes off my 8K time that year. Yeah. And that that is what's nice about endurance sports. Like the work you put in is you see it by the time that you finish. Like yeah. it's it's just there. You can there there's not like a team sport. Like you could work your ass off and you you could have a bad team or still lose a game or bounces run, go the wrong way. But endurance sports, you work hard, like you're go, you're gonna get better. And what was impressive to me about that was like joining a team in twenty nine, like right, like it it would have been so easy to just not because mm. like you're 29 and it's yeah. uh and it's a collegiate team but you obviously want to get out of your comfort zone you mentioned that a couple times like doing triathlon because you suck at swimming that's a reason to like not do a triathlon for a lot of people you know so do you often try to think about things that will kind of take you out of your current comfort zone or push against what would be like a traditional viewpoint yeah well it's funny i don't i don't go seeking them but i think i do find myself getting attracted to them right like being like okay shit that looks freaking hard that's going to be a challenge doing that let's do it let's get better at it you know what Mm. i mean essentially strengthening the things you're not good at like for me i love the concept of being the the all-around warrior and being able to take on whatever life can give you like you know what i mean like um i remember you know my dad when i was growing up he would take me on these five kilometer death runs and you know i would freaking be cursing the whole time (laughs) yet they're just being done and so never would i've ever thought i would be able to you know do a 24-hour obstacle course or you know an ultra beast at vermont or whatever and and, you know get on podiums and have not just finish them but do well at them so yeah, it's, it's cool. I love the I love the concept. Yeah, is it is it a drive to push yourself to just do hard things, or do you want to be good at them as well? Like when you start something, yeah, like, I don't want to. Be- yeah, I'm not in it just to get a participation medal or a completion medal. I want to do it. No, I want to compete. Um, I think this Ironman will be a long. <laughs> it'll take a lot longer to to get closer to that's that's my man but, yeah in uh, a bike too it's people yeah. freaking bike yeah especially now i'm getting I'm pushing 40 but oh yeah the bike is freaking insane but uh yeah it's cool i love how it's so competitive even in the age group divisions like you gotta be freaking good to even get on the podium at an age group event you know what i mean um yeah. So yeah. Hopefully, that's so, where we're going to start seeing OCR move to. Yeah, with, that's uh, why I love. That's why I love OCRWC, and I love what Spartan's doing because I want to go and I want to do like you know well-run quality events, right? I can't be spending time and money on the, you know I got a business to run, I got whatever on any like bush league, whatever events like great like they're bringing people in the sport, but like uh. I love seeing eventually these races need to make these legit events. So that's what I love. OCRWC, what Spartan is doing with their national series. Like I'm always going to – like OCR is always – I love trying other things. But like for me, OCR, obstacle course racing is my heart. It's my my number one go-to, right? And so um, I love – uh, what these events are doing like you go to an event you go to one of those national series events and the spartan races or you go to norams or ocrwc and you're like whoa this is a freaking event and that's what yeah. kind of iron man is like iron man's been around a lot longer so they get it together but i'd like i like i see iron man and i see ocrwc and what adrian is doing and i'm like 
yes, like freaking on board. I want to support that the whole way. And that's what that's what I'm hoping for too, is that it can raise the level of competition within the age group as well and just make yeah. really good athletes all, yeah. all across the board. And yeah, we need more time. I mean, it's still brand new. Yeah. Um so when it comes to training people for obstacle course racing, I mean you, you have been doing it since you had the van and you know, yeah. you're kind of doing it now. And uh, so what are some things that you feel that a lot people who are getting ready for these events, maybe not wasting their time, but what kind of mistakes do you feel like people are doing when they first start training well, or that they continually do when they start? Uh, training? I think yeah, honestly, people are spending too much time at the ninja gym or at the, mm. you know, playing on rigs and whatnot. Like you need to get, if you want to do good at obstacle course racing, you need to get out there and you need to be able to run up a freaking mountain and be fast and run. So it's like, it's a, you know, it's a big, you can go and spend all your time in the rig and cool. You have good grip strength. Cool. You can get through the rig, but you know, if you're walking or jogging the whole race, you're not going to do well, right? Like you got to get out there and get on the yeah, mountain. You're not catching people. Yeah. Um, how did how did you kind of go wrap start wrapping your head around getting better in in, in endurance sports? Because I feel like that's kind of a barrier for people. They see it and they're like, "Those guys are so much faster than I am right now." I'm just starting out, and a lot of times it could be someone who's in age group somewhere that you know maybe played <clears throat> you know, basketball or soccer or something like that. Twenty five, yeah. twenty six year old kid who wants to get faster. Like, what was that experience like for you when you started to like really commit to it? Yeah, well, like for me, I just knew I just had to get out there. You know, you just had to get out there and run it. Even to start, you don't even have to worry too much, too much about, you know, doing your interval workout and blah, 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 and this and that, this and that threshold. Like give that some time to get into that and learn about it. Like for now, like get out there and, and run, run at different speeds, run for different distances, run at different terrain, and just get out there and just keep adding on. You know, keep running for longer, keep running faster. It's quite simply. And, yeah. and then fi- it's it's tricky because, you know, some people to get better, they're, you know, like a Atkins or John Albin, like they're running whatever, 120 to 160 kilometers a week or spending hours and hours and hours on a mountain, whereas someone else, for one, they don't have the, you know, the life that gives them that opportunity or it might not even be good for them. Like, so for me, I found when I was getting up in really high mileage, it wasn't, it wasn't good for me. I felt weak. I felt sluggish. Um, so I, you know, I stick it to, you know, anywhere between 85 and like 115 kind of kilometers a week. And, uh, mm. and, uh, you know, get, you know, spend, I feel like, you need to do you need to do get as fast as you can while doing the minimum you need to get strength for the you know strength component yeah but having said that there's been times where i haven't done enough and that i've been maybe running and stuff too much so finding that little recipe and i like where like trying to find that line because yeah. you do kind of have to tow it right and you can get real into like one thing yeah i'm gonna say i'm i do that with running just because i like running so i start to really gravitate toward that yeah and i'm kind of with you if i start go or if i just kind of stop doing 
other things like that require more movement than just running. Like I'll just lose it. Like I yeah. will just become unathletic and be like, Oh yeah. man. So it's good to have those kind of like wake up calls to yeah. come back. Well, that's what, it. that's what's been good about these body weight classes in my class and it's high rep stuff. I was like, Whoa, you know, you got to remember that you're still an athlete. You need to, you need, cause I was basically doing only my strength classes because I was getting all my cardio and whatever from running and biking and whatnot. But then you got to, you know, you still got to move your body in, in different ways. And so I've been doing these, you know, conditioning body weight classes. And like instantly after the first week, I was like, whoa, I feel like a million freaking bucks right now. I feel like an athlete again. So it's like, it's so hard. It's, it's such, I don't want to say hard, but it's so complicated because it's always changing too. I feel, I feel like you got to keep, you know, adding and keep, that like there's no recipe like even the recipe changes as you keep going it's it's like it's like your body's crazy that's what it comes down to it, it, it will just adapt whatever you yeah. throw at it it's gonna try yeah. to take it take something and change it um and for better or worse and the sport's so new right like it's hard there's like for endurance sports people have been doing it for a long time so it's kind of a book like you know you can kind of be by the book and follow along yeah. and, just, and get faster by just following it but ocr is not really like that um but I think it's smart, like what you're doing, like having this wake up call, doing a body weight class, but it's, you can't get fixated where most, a lot of times people will just do a CrossFit class or, uh, uh, some sort of high intensity interval work and will feel good in that. But then when they get put on onto the mountain, like it's not going to translate. So like you do kind of have to find where you're going to yeah. weave in and out and like what's going to work. Yeah, um, exactly. so what are some things, uh, say that we are racing again and and when we race again, when we come out of this stronger, what are some goals you got this year? Uh, goals. I want to, I want to do well at OCR WC, the three K and the 15 K. Like I, I, I know I can, you know, I could have a good race and I know I could potentially get top five in the three K um, you know, would love to get her up there in the in top ten, top fifteen, and the fifteen k top ten would be even better. Obviously, I've had OCRWC is tricky. I've had really good races. I've had bad ones. I've got I think my best. I've got sixth and eleventh in the three k. The one year I was um, got to the last obstacle of the Skull Valley. I just couldn't do it. I was right. I had just passed Hunter. And I was sitting in third in, in the pro heat, so I could have, you know, I was like, could have lost it. But I remember just failing that last skull pressure oh <laughs> and just being, because like, I remember passing the hunter, and I was like, oh shit, oh shit, I can get a podium at OCRWC. <laughs> and I got to the next hospital and just missed the bell in the last one, and then just had nothing. And I'm like, just damn spent. it, if I had a you know, just spent a little bit more time doing some grip strength stuff. Uh, you know, I could have had to put a so OCRWC. I really want to focus on for that two and a half months, and then um, Spartan. The goal was to go to Abu Dhabi, mm. but uh, who even knows now? Um, the Abu hard. Dhabi Abu Dhabi one's tough, man. Because one, just international travel, people can be weary about, yeah. but like. The economy is gonna suck. <laughs> people yeah. are not gonna like. People might not want to travel or spend that kind of money. They they didn't really want to spend it in the first place. Yeah. And who knows what people what it's gonna be like internationally and how they're gonna handle 
Oh, yeah. yeah. Emirates. Yeah, what what it seemed like over there. So, um, would love to get up there. For Iron Man, I was hoping to experience it this year, a full. I did two 70.3s last year, experienced hmm. the full, and then really go for it next year and really try to qualify for Kona. Oh, and, shit. Uh, Let's go. So that'll be my goal next year for sure. And that's a weird process, right? Or, or, or how do you qualify for that? You have to be within. Yeah, I'm not sure. As far as I can see, it's top three in your age group. In any race? In, uh, in the in the um, certified or whatever, you, in the qualifying, which is uh, like, it's freaking hard. Yeah. Where would you it's, sit? Where, where do you sit along? Do you have any well, idea? I'm not sure about the full because who knows? Um, but I did, I did two 70.3s last year, and I was, I think, 13th and 15th. In my age group, in my okay. age group, fiftieth and sixtieth overall. So, but that's with not knowing how to swim and just starting biking. So I know I've, I know I'm going to improve a lot over the first couple of years. Um, so I, like, I think I can do it. I think I'll be able to do it. And like, and you've done races that are longer. Yeah, than, like you know how to eat. Like you know how to do things that suck. <laughs> like yeah, you might I know be good at it. Yeah, I know how to train for it. It's pretty seems pretty straightforward. Um, it's just practice and repetition. Like even yesterday, the virtual race challenge was a five k run, ninety k bike, twenty one k run, and uh, for one, my bike trainer uh, lost connection about thirty five k in, so I was rattled. So I had to restart my bike <laughs> outside. And then so uh, and I was out there 10k warm up, so I ended up biking 135 kilometers, and then did this 21k um, run, and I haven't done any like brick work at all, like running up the bike back and forth. Yeah, I was freaking smoked, but uh, I still did okay in the run. It was I averaged like <laughs> a three three fifty four km pace from the 21, so it wasn't. It was okay, but I know I got I got to get better. But uh, again, it's just practice, it's repetition, it's getting the volume up, and you know, practicing running when your legs are smoked. <laughs> yeah, and like it's hard to do an event like that and not think about like how am I supposed to do a full marathon <laughs> yeah, <laughs> at yeah. this right now? Yeah, it's um, kind of crazy. But it's one thing. Even before I knew obstacle course racing, I always said, "Wow, it would be cool." I remember seeing that an Ironman thing, and I was like, "One day I'm going to call myself a." An Ironman. Nice, man. That's cool. Cool. How do you kind of go about goal setting? Do you just like think of something and just, or do you write things down or do you have a process? uh, Yeah. Well, I definitely don't write anything down. I'm definitely not an organized person like that. But uh, uh, I I see something and I know I want to, want to get it. And uh, I should write it down to be honest with you. Now that I think about it. Got time now. But uh, yeah. (laughs) It should be one of those people that writes it on their mirror or whatever. Um, um, yeah, but I mean, it's to, to me, it sounds like you're somebody that's like just going to put everything you have at it, and it doesn't really matter if you write it down. Yeah. Because like, it'll happen either way, you know? Yeah. Like, I so, know them. I see an event. The goal is to eventually podium. And I know yeah. I'm not – like, I know, like, OCRWC or something would be freaking hard, 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 hard. I'd have to have, like – the day of my life um but it's achievable but i'm also not someone who's gonna if i don't get it 
cry myself to sleep. Like getting, like for getting an o, top ten at an OCRWC would be amazing. Out of the fifteen k course, mm-hmm. I've done it in the three k course. Um, you know, like it, I'd be really, really happy with that. Um, and actually, even just having a good race. Like last year, I was having a really good race, but then I couldn't get through the freaking low rig. Now that that kind of uh-huh. bombs you out, but again, it's like it's part of the game. I'm not going to cry myself to sleep. Yeah, and uh, those events where those obstacles are just who knows when it's wet or something. Like, oh you yeah, just, you never know what you're going to get out of something like yeah, that. I couldn't do it. It took me twenty times. I'm like, well, it was an experience. So I losing your band. I never thought I'd go through that, but I did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, hopefully we get a chance to 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 get out there this year. We're gonna, yeah. gonna keep optimistic and like that we're gonna be doing it. So yeah. Um, well, cool, it's man. What really, everybody needs. That's what everybody needs, right? And just have that out there. So when that starts to happen, people can be ready, and you're gonna have them ready, I'm sure. Yeah, of course. So um, always gotta be ready. <laughs> well, cool, man. I really appreciate you popping on today. Where can people find you as far as like social media or like the website and everything? Uh, website's oneacademylife.com, so you can check us out there. Um, same with Instagram. I think it's One Academy Life, whatever, One Academy Life. Uh, my own is under, OA underscore J Bruce. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's it. Sweet, man. Yeah, well, I really appreciate this. Uh, there's a lot of good value out of it, and I'll link to all your socials and all that in the show notes, and it'll be good to go. So, cool, man. Thanks for having me. Of course. Well, this is us signing off. Yeah. Catch you soon. Take care. Take care. Peace.